0: Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Join us each week as we bring you something new. Interviews with experts and inspiring guests, and panel discussions where we'll bring in diverse perspectives about trending business topics. Whether you're seeking inspiration or a way to reframe your future, we're glad you're joining us for this week's episode of Pivot. Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. My name is Alexandra Balistrary, and I'm here with my Pivot Discovery co founder and Pivot co host, Kimberly Tilley. And today we are continuing our series where we profile certain strengths. StrengthsFinder is an assessment based on a 40 year study created by the Gallup organization, and it's a common language of 34 talents humans have organized into four domains. For more information about StrengthsFinder, check out our season two kickoff episode with executive coaches and strengths experts, Monique Betty and Judy Spears.
1: Today's strength is arranger in the executing domain. Strengths in this domain always seek to push individuals toward results. This is an internally facing strength. People who have the arranger strength are very organized. They're very talented at managing many variables at once. They're also excellent in looking back at past projects and arranging things differently to be more efficient in the future. Arrangers also have some distinct creative abilities we'll talk more about in a few minutes. Arranger ranks number 18 in the world population, and remember that the same strength is used differently from one person to the next and can be influenced by their other strengths, their values, environment, and so much more.
0: Today, we brought together a panel, all of whom have this strength in their top five, to talk about how they use this strength in their lives. So starting with Laureen, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are?
2: Sure, I'd love to, thank you. Uh, My name's Laureen Brown. I live uh, just outside Charlotte in South Carolina, and I am a mom to five amazing kids ranging from age four to 23. I enjoy reading, cooking, baking, all kinds of sports, especially teams from my hometown, Chicago and traveling, even though that's uh, on the back burner a little bit lately. I am a social worker by training and have spent most of my career working for or with pharma companies to help ensure that patients have access to the medications they need. I am also a certified UMAP coach. I work both with students and adults to help them understand their strengths and motivating skills. And I work to help translate those findings into meaningful outlets, it, be that a job or a hobby, volunteering, side hustle, um, something that uh, they can use those motivating strengths, skills and strengths to uh, really bring out the best in what they do. Thanks for having me today.
1: Great, thank you so much. Maddie, how
2: about
3: you? Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Maddie Kerma. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I work in higher education advancement as an engagement officer where I provide alumni and donor experiences for university. Uh, Much of my career has been in event logistics and planning. And personally, I have a mother of two. So I I have a lot of people to arrange in my life. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Adam, could you introduce yourself, please?
4: Thank you, Kimberly. Similar to Maddie, there's a, a few people in my life that I helped to arrange, but first off, I'm Adam April. Myself and my family live in Northern California in San Francisco. We love the outdoors, so whether it be beach or mountains, um, you, you usually find us running around in four-wheel drive um, trying to make the most of the season. I have spent most of my career on the sales side in Pharmaca vigilance companies. i um, currently at a life sciences organization based in San Mateo, and it made the transition from frontline leadership to learning and development with training as well. All of that is fairly inclusive of the arranger skill set. And what I would say is also another piece that we really enjoy is our community. So in San Francisco, whether that be coaching Little League or being part of things that we believe in, um, the value of responsibility bubbles up. I know we're talking about strengths today, but um, it's great to see them all blend together. So thanks for having us today, Kimberly and Alexandra.
1: Thank you, Adam. Thank you, everybody. I am really interested to see how this group uses the arranger strength. It sounds like there's a lot of variety here. Alexandra, could you tell us a little bit more about the arranger strength?
0: Absolutely. So the arranger strength is characterized by an ability to see patterns. They're super flexible and they can form great teams because they see how each member can contribute to his or her best. They also have this really creative ability to join people and things that have never been grouped together and just successfully blend together. Terrific. Okay, let's see what
1: our guests think. Beginning with Maddie, can you tell us how that description resonates with you and when you notice that you're using this strength?
3: Yeah, over the years, um, because I've been in event planning type roles and also been involved in volunteer management. I've noticed that, you know, scheduling people, assigning uh, what kind of roles they might have at an event, who would be good in different kinds of positions, all of that stuff is something I enjoy doing. Also thinking about when you're planning all of the different people that need to be involved, all of the different steps, whether... It's the caterer or transportation, security officers, just knowing all of the different people that you need to work with and being able to make the right connections, I think is something that my arranger strength has come in handy for over the years. Wonderful. Adam, what do you think?
4: Well, Maddie, I can attest when you're at an event and things go well, that arranger behind the scenes is, is very pronounced and appreciated. In my role, I think it's maybe a little bit different background Um, coming from frontline sales, whether it be as a territory manager or as a a supervisor, I'm always looking for patterns. And so it's interesting to walk into a situation and have it somewhat be unscripted. Um, You're usually trying to have a message can be conveyed or, you know, help with some kind of problem solving situation to help with that specific account. So usually, you know pulling the dots and, and trying to align them was one that always felt very energizing for me. It, it's interesting to move into my new role and it's more of that project management as, as Maddie was describing and when which much organization is needed and trying to make sure that that vision has been articulated and you don't let anything kind of slip through the cracks.
1: Interesting. Laureen, what do you think?
2: Yeah, it, Definitely resonates what Adam and Maddie have said. I, I find that I'm a natural connector and networker and helper. And I like to really pull disparate things together to create something new or maybe just something better even. A lot of times this happens when I'm talking to someone and they're working on something new and a light bulb goes off in my head and I say, oh, I know somebody who did something like that. Do you want me to introduce you? Um, I feel like sometimes I'm a personal LinkedIn where I'm finding people who might have some kind of a connection to make so that they can go out and do something uh, better and, and maybe create something new between them. I also really enjoy building teams, and that's something I've been fortunate to do a lot in my work, but really um, working together, pulling together different people to create something that's functional and ultimately successful is very rewarding. I was a senior executive at a Fortune 12 company, and I led their strategy and development group It was a very big job, but I was using a lot of my burnout skills, and when I was actually doing uh, the building of teams or working with others to create something new, that was the fuel that really kept me going, even though a lot of that was only a small piece of the work that I was supposed to be doing in that role.
0: Wow, thank you guys for sharing. It sounds like you guys definitely all use the strength differently, but we do see some common themes that you've all touched upon, like, you know, making the right connections. You're always trying to connect the dots. You enjoy pulling people together, teams together to create something new or communicate something better in a different way. Adam, how has the arranger strength benefited you personally or professionally?
4: Thanks, Alexandra. I I think the examples are bountiful on both sides. You know, multiple times in my career, um, I've had the opportunity to lead teams and walking into a room of eight individuals, 12 individuals, and them having their own unique path has been one that's always fascinated me. Oftentimes, leadership will convey a vision or a culture, but there would be pieces of that that might be left to an individual unit or team to help foster. And so I, I can think of those team uh, cultures being created and really trying to have each member understand their role, be it in their strengths environment, but also pull them in a the, in the singular way so that we can all tie to that singular leadership vision. I think personally, it's just as satisfying, if not more, to be a partner or a spouse and just listen. Um, I have to be careful because a ranger is an executing strength, but if I'm Talking to my wife, and she has a day that she needs to vent about something that could be happening locally or, or with the kids' school virtually, which is its own challenge, um, you know, I often listen and try to help find one or two key areas just to be able to focus on execution. You know, It's one that I think is around us all the time, and I'm shocked to hear it's outside the top 50 in terms of strength as we opened. However, it does take that unique person to make those observations and pull together.
0: Absolutely, and Laureen, it's kind of. I feel like this kind of touches a little bit upon what you were saying earlier. Um, does that resonate with you? What Adam said? It
2: does exactly. I think uh, the arranger strength. Personally, I find myself really wanting to, you know, bring people together and and manage things, and so. F- Sometimes my friends and family might think I am uh, stepping over them a little bit, but I do think that I've made some really amazing friends through connecting others. I've found that when you connect to people, that those relationships grow both between those folks at times and sometimes either then between the three of us. And there's a quote that I love about that, and it goes something like, uh, when we're connected to others, uh, we come We become better people, and I do believe that, and I think a lot of that is what motivates me to connect people. I I get something beneficial out of that, uh, even if the connection isn't something that I'm looking necessarily to do. I also think that professionally, I am at my best when I am creating something new. And much like Adam, uh, many of the jobs I've had have been doing just that. I've created a new division in a pharmaceutical company. Um, I've had to figure out the best way to manage a, a product or uh, come up with a new way to help more patients afford their medications. But it's a process. And you know, oftentimes, there's many failures that occur before you reach success. And I often joke in the midst of, you know, creating some of these projects um, and and new processes that it takes a lot of effort to organize the chaos, but it really is that chaos that motivates me to, you know, figure out how all the dots connect uh, and to get to a more efficient and effective way.
0: That's such a great example. Thanks for sharing. And Maddie, how about you? How has the arranger strength benefited you either personally or professionally?
3: So many ways. Definitely in, in event planning, I can say that it helps that I can stay calm in chaos um, where other people on our team might be stressed out and running around about something that's not going quite right. Um, I can jump in and think of the the five other ways that I thought that it could be done so that we can, you know change the course and, and sort of smooth things out. Also just, you know, realizing that over over the years, we might have different leadership, different ideas, and I can be sort of adaptable and know that, you know, there's not just one way to get things done, that I can um, change things around and, and make it better and different based on the circumstances. So I think definitely with the event planning, it's been helpful. Also, I really enjoy connecting alumni with opportunities to engage with the university and talking to people and finding those right opportunities, whether it's volunteering up for a service day or mentoring students, speaking to a class, and just finding the right people to connect. Um, It's really meaningful and it it makes my job really fun. So that's something I really enjoy.
4: Hey, Maddie and Lorraine, I I noticed you both used Chaos. Um, I'm curious. Does it feel like chaos? Because I'll hear that and kind of laugh. It doesn't feel like chaos to me. But is that is that because a Rangers in our top five?
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say yes. I, I use the chaos in that other people seem to think that, uh, much like Maddie said, how do you deal with all this unstableness or you know juggling many tasks? And uh, you know, I think others may call it chaos, but in my mind, it's just you know, trying to be effective and efficient and putting things in order to, you know, make things easier for everybody.
3: Yeah. And I would say that I've had people sort of act like tornadoes (laughs) during events or during certain projects where they're circling and uh, out of control and just like worried about whether or not things are going to get done and, and how they're going to get done and who's going to do it. And, you know, just being very anxious, so I think that I'm usually the person who can say, yeah, <laughs> no matter what's gonna come up, we're gonna handle it, it'll be fine and, and try to calm that um, down.
4: Oh, that's so well said. I feel like there's a calmness if you have a ranger um, that you try to help others with.
1: I love, I love that expression that people are acting like tornadoes. That just sounds like it's very descriptive of how, of how many people are. In coaching, we often talk about underuse or overuse skills. You may have the ability to perform certain types of work well, but maybe you don't give yourself time or space to do that. That might be an underused skill. Or maybe you overuse a skill to the point where it isn't beneficial any longer. Sometimes arrangers are are seen as not following established rules or maybe changing priorities too often. And I wondered if you ever found that there was any need to manage your arranger skill, and if so, how you do it. Lorraine, could we start with you?
2: Absolutely. I am mostly a rule follower, but I believe that sometimes you have to think outside the box to come up with a new solution. Um, And that may mean we have to break some rules or bend the rules or even come up with new rules. And I think being a ranger comes along with being a good multitasker, which I believe that I am. I like to have a lot of things going. I, you know, I have a treadmill desk. So a lot of times I'm working as I'm walking and I don't like to be bored, but sometimes I find that the result is that I have a lot of competing priorities and nothing gets 100% of my attention. And so I do need to watch that. And I also think that, you know, obviously arrangers like to arrange. And I know Maddie said that that has been very beneficial given the pandemic, but I think in some ways, for me particularly, it's been a little bit hard. I live to connect. And one of my fellow social workers, Brene Brown, says something along the lines of that, you know, we're hardwired to connect with others and it's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives, which is very true, both personally and in the workplace. And so, you know, during these times when I'm not able to connect as many people, In a uh, a live way, in a you know, in a more personal way, it's all virtual. It does uh, seem a little less personal to me.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That is really hard. The isolation been harder on people with some strengths and and some dispositions than others, but particularly people who really enjoy being around other people.
3: Maddie, what do you think? One of the things about the arranger strength is being a good multitasker. And so, for me, one of the challenges is when I take on too many things, I'm seen as someone who can, who can take on a lot of different projects at one time. And, and I'm happy and thriving when I do that. But there is a limit, um, you know, especially this year of being at, working at home and also having kids at home half of the time. There's a lot going on and a, and a lot of projects to get done, and it's easy to feel overwhelmed in that as well, especially for those tasks that not only am I weighing in on, but having to see through completely on everything. Another thing that, I, that is a challenge sometimes for me is I like to ask a lot of questions in my work to understand the best way to get things done. But there are times where I've had teammates over the years who have viewed that as me being challenging or not accepting just the way that things are. And that does create tension sometimes when really I'm just trying to understand all about what we're doing and how we're making decisions and if there are better ways to get things done.
1: And how do you handle that when that does happen, Maddie?
3: I think really it's just been explaining to people that I I just want to learn and understand more. And sometimes people understand it and that helps and other times it doesn't, depending on the personalities and and obviously what their strengths are. There's not always a great match there. I think explaining the intent of, you know, what I'm trying to do and and why I'm asking questions that it's not that I'm like questioning somebody else's ability or that they had thought about it before, but just trying to let them know that I'm learning and, and wanting to contribute and to be able to provide new ideas. That's
1: a great idea. Adam, what has what your experience been?
4: You know, I, I find myself going back to Rain's comment around Brene Brown, that the pandemic's been hard for so many reasons, but an arranger probably arranges best live, especially if a relationship building theme is in their top five or 10. And that's where I've struggled. I have command number six, as well as strategic number one. So when I think about those those six or seven together, oftentimes, I'll, I'll have a ranger get me in a little bit of trouble if, say, for example, too many stakeholders are chiming in with feedback and potentially slowing down what that output looks like. Juggling is something I feel really comfortable with. However, if that's live, it's probably very easy to be able to talk through, to potentially have a quick delegate, help me with this change. Within our Zoom culture, you run to the next meeting. And so that's a piece that You know, many books will be written in the pandemic, but if you can really look at the individual strengths and see you know, where it helps you, but where it's maybe an overdrive and hurts, then that's obviously an opportunity. Probably one that UMAP has a great framework for, but it's one that I think if we keep that mindset of continue learning and then have that authentic positive feedback, you know, that's where I always try to be rooted in. So um, it's great to hear from Maddie and Lorraine, because I think I'm even having those light bulb moments as we're talking and sharing insights in a year that's clearly irregular and we will remember for a long time.
2: And Adam, I'll just piggyback on that, because it's funny, I, you know, when I, my first thought was, you know, I'm struggling, I, I'm not making those personal in-person connections with folks, but my arranger has come out too. I've scheduled virtual happy hours and virtual Zoom bingo and And so even in the pandemic and even when I'm struggling, not having live connections, I find myself finding other ways to connect with people to be able to have that interaction that we're lacking, even if it isn't live.
4: Oh, that's awesome. Hopefully the bingo has been good to you. That's one that I had not heard, but I will follow (laughs) up with you offline to learn more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you know, arrangers just naturally really like to connect, connect all the dots. And many of you guys mentioned that you really enjoy networking and connecting with people. So I could see how this time could potentially be, you know, somewhat difficult for you. And you know, even though we try and recreate these moments with like the bingo and the virtual happy hours, it's just not not the same as being live. So this has been so interesting and helpful. I would love to go around the room and if you guys could share a tip for people who don't have their strength in this top 5 of how they could use it. So, Maddie, why don't we start with you?
3: Yeah, I would say for arrangers, just understanding that we like to understand all of the the moving parts. We want to know what's going on and not operate in a silo. I think being able to gather the information and really understand all of it so that we can make decisions is really helpful so including us in conversations so we can you know really use our skill to think about all the different parts and how to put together is really beneficial
0: could you give an example of that yeah i
3: i like operations meetings and and times where the team can sit together and talk about what everyone is working on and, and then I can hear how it all fits together so that when I'm making decisions about the projects that I'm working on, I have more context to work with. I, I feel like then I have a better idea of what kind of game plan to come up with ex- and, as opposed to working in my own silo where everyone has their own projects and we're not connecting. So that's something that that I have a challenge with sometimes is just whether or not I'm part of the conversation so that I can take everything into consideration.
0: Absolutely. Does that make sense? <laughs> makes sense. Thank you so much. Adam, what about you? Would you mind sharing a tip for people who don't have the strength in their top five?
4: I think a ranger is such a unique strength. And so it's no surprise not that many people have it in the top five. But when I think about people that, that don't, oftentimes really good leaders can tell the story and, and do it in a very articulate way, including the why, the how, the what. Um, so, not to go back to elementary school narrative writing, but those pieces are really important for us arrangers. And so, when we have the full environment, kind of as Maddie, Maddie mentioned, We can live in our silos, but we can also help pull those silos together. And I think that's such a unique strength that I find myself asking clarifying questions and doing it in a way where you don't want to challenge, but you also want to make sure it's in that positive intent that with this whole story, we can be as best as we possibly can as an organization or as a little league team or as a community to help get our kids back to school. I think those are all pieces that are ones that always take that positive lens, but the arrangers are important infrastructure builders behind the scenes. So I'm channeling my youth here but I had an uncle growing up that was a general contractor and you know I think you know he was a great arranger because he had no problem interfacing with the client but then subbing out what he liked and we did what he didn't like. And so I've tried to just keep it as simple as that analogy for those that don't uh, don't think about arranger or have that context.
1: Laureen, what are your thoughts on this?
2: I think in the workplace specifically, it's important to give us arrangers some space and permission to think and think outside the box. If you're someone who likes consistency, arrangers will test that. We're always looking for ways to make more connections, efficiencies, improvements, um, and do that through collaboration, not necessarily in a silo. I think it may be helpful too if you're managing an arranger to set milestones. That helps us better prioritize and allows us to check in uh, to make sure that we're not straying too far off the path and that we're not taking too much on and have too much on our plates. From personal experience, I find that I continue to ask questions and learn things and come up with new ideas. And, you know, that can end up with taking too much on or even uh, in some instances going down a rabbit hole. But that entire process is just a kind of second nature to me as an arranger. It's all about connecting and connecting and asking and connecting and talking. And, you know, when you go through that process, then in the end, the pieces all end up fitting
0: together. Absolutely.
4: I'm going to borrow that uh, pieces end up fitting together. It's such a great analogy that, you know, oftentimes that that helps those that might not have the contacts of a ranger right there. So continually learning here from from my peers and a uh, great session.
1: You know, I have a, an unplanned question I want to ask you guys. Based on, on the description of a ranger, one of the great underappreciated pieces of that strength that I think is completely unique to a ranger is this ability to pull things together that have never really been looked at together or grouped together. And it could be people, places, things, ideas, resources. Would any of you be able to to speak to that? And let me start with Adam. Have, Have you ever encountered an instance where you've been able to really pull this creative side together and, and put things in a new coalition or, or combination before?
4: I love this question because it's application and I'm thinking arrangers are gonna have smiles on their face and have, you know, which example should I go to first? I've had the opportunity to work on building a curriculum for newer managers as well as um, managers that are new to the organization. And it's a current project we're launching now that, you know, we started with a a few things, a why and a how. And through the course of the past, I would say two months, we've been able to ask many of our internal partners as well as external partners uh, who are experts at their field, Kimberly, yourself and Alexander included, to be able to help bring this to life. And so it's one that Quite honestly, when you start that journey, the arranger strength didn't allow me to have any fear of the unknown. I think it's okay to think about it might change direction. We might fail on one of the sessions. And I'll just be excited to share with this team that over the course of two months, we built out this curriculum and are launching it here next week. And the fact that we'll have seven sessions run deeper into the year and much of that application started with just a couple key questions. So, you know, the fun of it is building and, and that's that arranger strength that, that flexes, not knowing exactly where it's going to land, but knowing that you can find the parallels and the red threads throughout any, anything you might embark on. And if you don't, that's okay. You learn from it and have that evaluation to say, how could I do it better next time? Um, so hopefully that example kind of brings it to life and you hear that energy come through because it's one that I'm extremely passionate about.
1: That is such a great example. Thanks for sharing that, Adam. Lorraine, do you have anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, I I was gonna add something we hadn't talked about, but I think it's somewhat part of being an arranger. And that is, arrangers don't like to waste things. And I think of that in many different ways. I don't like to waste time. I don't like to waste other people's time. I like things to be efficient. I think leftover should be eaten. <laughs> um, I recycle. Um, but I think that um, it comes back to you don't have to throw away everything to create something new. and you get information from other people to really build on on what you think, you know, the answer may be. And, and much like Adam said, it's through trial and error that you get to the right place. And get to that success. But I have instances where I've worked on projects where the finish line came further down the road than we had planned. And it's because we asked more questions or we learned from something that didn't work. But we used what we learned and we didn't waste that the learnings that we had gotten or the input that we got from others to ultimately get to what we were trying to accomplish. And I think that pulling that all together in a way that is collaborative and also celebrates mistakes is
1: important. That's so great. That's such a different kind of example, but also still shows up that arranger ability to combine and use things differently. Maddie, would you have anything that you wanted to add to that?
3: Yeah, the one thing that I'm thinking about is we talked earlier about how this virtual environment that we're we're living in right now is difficult for arrangers because we don't have that personal connection. But the one place that's been really great is because of all the changes that have been going on in everybody's workplaces, it's been easier to do things differently. So to have those ideas and just act on it without other people doubting or sticking to the old way has been really fun so you know I think about in our work you know a lot of the events that we used to do were in person only and you know just this year we've we've done all sorts of virtual events um, to showcase things happening across our college um, and just since last March we we have over 5,000 people who are newly engaged attended an event virtually for the first time for the university and I think that's crazy. Um, it's just really good that we're bringing in new people by trying something different, something that wouldn't have happened if we just had kept going with the same old, same old. It would have been harder to suggest those changes and to make those changes, but because everything was sort of in upheaval, we can use that creativity
0: and, and the ideas to, to come up with something really great. Definitely. It's nice to, nice to be able to flex that skill And I did want to like go back to one thing that Adam had said. I really liked that word that you used earlier, um, builder, because I feel like sometimes some of the strengths, you're not really sure exactly what they mean just by that one word descriptor. So when you see a ranger, it might, you know, take you a couple minutes to think about what a ranger means, but I really like builder. I feel like that's really clear. Maybe you should go back to strengths and see if you could rename it.
4: (laughs) thanks Alexandra I'll, uh, I'll I'll let the PhD mindsets uh, run with that <laughs> but appreciate the call out and I'll also call out Manny's Ohio State um, you know pulling in 5000 alum I continue to get feedback from uh, University of Minnesota so fellow big 10 school but somewhat competing um, and you know, applaud how you've been able to engage alumni so it's great to hear and learn more about what that looks like in your toggle the pandemic mindset, everything being virtual as well.
0: Thank you guys. Our guests today have been Adam April, Lorraine Brown, and Maddie Kerma. More information about the show and our guests is available in the show notes.
1: Thank you all so much for joining us. And please, if you like the show, leave us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. We look forward to seeing you next week when we'll delve into a new strength. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Pivot Podcast. Join us next week for a brand new show and another exciting panel. We'll see you then.